Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast, and I have Eureka Simonati on the call today. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm very pleased to be here. What a pleasure. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited you're here. And I want to make sure it's Ulrika. Yes, the first name? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. A beautiful German name. And you're calling from Switzerland today. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's very exciting. Uh, I know there's a time change. It's evening for you and morning for us in Denver, but very exciting. So, um, here, let me introduce you to everyone. So everyone, this is Eureka Aurika Seminati. Uh, she is a leadership and communication coach with over 20 years of experience in shaping award-winning global communication and leadership programs across a variety of industries. Building on her experience as a C-level executive, Aurika combines her knowledge of excelling in the corporate world with powerful self-development techniques to allow leaders across the globe to lead with charisma and authenticity. Ulrika also believes that feminine or female leadership is one of the biggest untapped potentials in the world, which led her to founding Empowering Female Leaders, which helps women leaders and entrepreneurs flourish and confidently carry out their vision of their careers. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so you were in corporate for 23 years, and I'm sure some of our readers and listeners um, can definitely identify with that and kind of what's the next step for what I want to do. And before we get into your story, because I really want to hear, you have such a beautiful background in communication after I was doing some research on you, um, is do you have, I'm just curious, do you have a morning routine or evening routine that you'd want to share? Yes, I do. <laughs> So my morning routine is a meditation where I put myself into the shoes of my best version. Because you're never your best version, I think. It's all, growth is always possible and I'm always on a journey. And so I imagine, okay, one year from now, how do, you want to, how do I want to feel? What is this best expression of myself? And I, I really try to get into the emotional level of it, into the gratefulness for it as well, the enthusiasm, the joy that comes out of that, the confidence that comes out of that. And I really breathe that in for not very long, maybe 15, sometimes up to 30 minutes. And it sets me up for the day. And since I'm doing that, but without putting pressure to what some people call the universe, yeah, that you want to attract things with all your forces, that's what I wrongly did for a long time. Uh, I, I just try to be relaxed about it and just feel like, okay, I'm open to whatever comes my way. And like, you know, imagining myself open arm to just embracing what is coming my way. And with this attitude, I start my day and I realize that this um, removes quite a lot of anxiety or worry, which I could have potentially uh, on some days and what, what people very often have. Yeah, certainly. Thank you for that. 
because um, I think that's really beautiful. And I feel like a shift happened in you, in your business, because you left in 2018, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. And you said there is, um, what is it that you were like, come on, universe, let's go. Like, what was going on in your head initially? And what was the transformation? Was that process? Like, were you like telling you, okay, universe, this is what I want. And here's a list of things and it wasn't happening or tell me what was going on for you. So in the beginning, I was really like very naive, I would say. <laughs> I thought, oh, we go out. I have a lot of experience. Let's do something new. Let's train myself on coaching techniques. And here I go. And it works. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, Well, the first thing I did actually was writing a book that helped me to sort my thoughts. It was quite an effort. And today I would write this book differently. Not it's not wrong, but it's not it's not at all covering what I what I would call to what I would cover today. But um, but it's it sorted my thoughts, and then I started to dig into a lot of um, like let's say self programming techniques. How can I condition myself to have this very clear orientation towards the goal so that I can attract it with affirmations and all the stuff that you can find out there. A lot of, lot of things which you can do. And I believe actually that they're all useful and work. But in my case, I realized I forced it too much. And what I did not realize while doing it is that by forcing it without having the feeling, obviously, that I was forcing it. I was just having the feeling that I was fully into it. <laughs> and I, I realized after time that actually this forcing thing is exactly doing the opposite. It blocks the flow. There's no flow. And I took time to understand that. I really, really took time. Because for a long time, I was so much focusing on developing my business, doing my marketing right, getting on any course I can get, um, doing all the help with, with other people, consultants that help you with results or with few results, actually, what certainly many entrepreneurs know. And, and I realized when I was letting go that then suddenly things started to appear. And that was really a moment where it made click in my head. Yeah. Okay. Look, can we go back a few steps? Thank you for sharing that. What was your book about? The one that helped you collect your thoughts, right? Did you write it right after you left corporate or while you were still in corporate? Right after, because after I did uh, some trainings where I was working on a systemic approach to coaching, that meant using the inner elements of yourself and put them into a dialogue. It sounds very odd. Yeah. So basically your self-confidence is speaking to your ego. Your ego is speaking to your fear of rejection and these kind of things. Yeah? So I learned how to do that with people. It's very powerful, but it doesn't work online. So then came COVID and then yeah, I needed to go for another technique anyway. But I try to put that in a book because usually you stand in a room with the person. You need to feel the energy and, and you just need to feel that the other elements of yourself and um, I try to put it into a book in the sense that it was a simplified version of that because it was a way how you can find your best case scenarios your worst case scenarios what is the price to pay to pay go to go for your best case scenario these kind of thing where people often think well best case scenario is obvious yeah I can dream of it and I can visualize it I said yeah but if it's so easy to visualize it why aren't you there yet and there's often this price to pay which means I don't know I I fear actually that my friends will no longer be my friends because I somehow become superior if I'm so successful whatever it is these kind of thoughts and I tried to put this into a book and the book is called Shine, Step Out of Your Shadow. <laughs> so. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. That book um, 
it's served you in, in many different ways, not only to collect your thoughts, but I think to write the book is an accomplishment in and of itself. Um, I've written one in the two in the past, and then I'm currently writing one now, and it's a process, and it's a process of learning about yourself too. And I feel like that was part of, it was part of the journey, right, for you to get through that, which is awesome. Um, okay, then you said you were trying to force the universe. So di give me an example. What did that look like? What were you Forcing. doing? <laughs> well, it was being super precise on my visualization, really being sure that every day I visualize exactly the same thing um, with all its details and making it so colorful and like, I don't know, like controlling myself the whole day to stay in it. I think that was the biggest mistake mm -hmm. because when you start controlling yourself already, that's one of my flaws, I would say, because I'm over-controlling myself. So that's what I needed to learn to let go much, much more. Um, and this over-controlling yourself blocks any kind of flow because you're so much like you put a wall around you that nothing happens anymore. Nothing comes naturally, nothing comes easily. Even though you think that you have so much focus on the right thing and on your target, that it must work. And actually that's that's the reason why for me, at least it didn't for a while, yeah. Okay, you're not the only one. <laughs> well, I think there's a really, there's a lot of beauty to when what you're talking about a little bit is the law of attraction, right? Like the secret and all those types of things. And there's some beautiful pieces to that. But there's also, if you like to, if you over control it and know that perfectionism and control is one of those things that you're kind of go to, and it probably served you in some past at some capacity or another, is that um, <laughs> you're basically not trusting the universe too. You're just like, hey, I'm in charge of this. I know exactly what I want. So I'm just, I'll be, I'm telling you what I want and I'm just going to watch the time. <laughs> it drops in and it's my way. I want it in this form and this is how it's going to happen. It's kind of like I had a coach. I don't know. Cause you hired several coaches. Is that correct? And consultants? Yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> as we all do like, Oh, you know, there must be more information out here and coaching industry be coming as a coach. It can be a little bit of a racket, like some of stuff where I'm like, oh, is there really results here? But um, I had a coach that had me write down, I'm a money magnet 50 times every morning. This is like 10 years ago. And I'm like, what is this even doing? Like, I'm like, that's nice. But am I just telling the universe what I am now? Um, a lot of spiritual bypassing, as we call it, because there wasn't any work in the program. It was just affirmations. But maybe that worked for some people. It didn't for me, certainly. But um, okay, so what, what did work? So what did... A, what was the reason for the shift? Were you just kind of fed up with this wasn't working or did something happen? So something concrete happened and by pure coincidence, fortunately, at some moment I thought I absolutely need to go back to physical exercise and to sports. And I was so much into it, still am, by the way, um, that I, I went every morning or at least five times a week uh, into a fitness studio and was fully working on myself. And while doing that, because I did, in, I, I went to the courses. So there was no way of thinking in that hour. Yeah, no way of thinking. It was just about thinking about maybe your body and encouraging your body. Please, please, please continue. <laughs> Wait, what do you do? What sport do you like to do? 
Ah, I went, I just go into the fitness studio and there there's courses like speed biking or, uh, you know, working with weights actually in with a lot of music and a good group of people and, and just pushing yourself to the limits. I just really love that. Love um, yeah. And I realized after two or three weeks, very, very rapidly, very, very rapidly after two or three weeks, suddenly I didn't have to seek out customers. I got emails. And in one week, nearly daily from big corporations who came to me and said, hey, I want training for 40 leaders. I want training for 100 leaders. And I thought, what? For three years, I'm struggling with your two and a half. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happened. And now, blah, 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 out of the blue. And I thought, you know what happened? Actually, I'm really relaxed because this, this and I do it in the morning after my, my short meditation, which is not so long. I go to sports. And that meant that I was emptying my brain. And I was doing like a reset and I came back in the beginning so tired as well, even mentally tired because it's very tiring in the beginning <laughs> that I was just open for, and that's what you said, for what the universe wants to bring to me, not for what I placed an order for. <laughs> and so I realized that it's just, and I was feeling this flow feeling as well. I was feeling that things came easier to me because I was just less worrying. I had not the energy for worrying anymore for, for this anxiety that it must happen. And that made a big change. And that made click in my mind when I realized, aha, uh -huh, that's actually the point. So now I just, just, yeah, have to control my sense of controlling of like, oh, now you have to maintain this perfect situation forever because it works. Because then you're again, yeah, in the same right. paradigm of controlling. So it's really about for me, the art now to balance my, because I'm a perfectionist, like many women have high expectations towards myself. Um, to balance this, these, I call it rackets to be like that and, you know, to be perfectionist, to be over-controlling, overthinking, to balance it out with this feeling of let it go, let just happen what comes and things will come and just trust that things will fall into place. That's a real art. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's go to the gym and everything will fall into place. Something that empties your mind, really. And just be in the moment because I'm a CrossFitter myself and I've been an athlete my whole life. And when you are in the zone, which I'm sure you know that moment where everything in your body is pushing to do a certain uh, movement or weight, there is no space for anything else. Also, you're physically moving your body. So you're moving energy and it's flowing in your body, the blood, all the other fluids, everything like that. So you're physically moving things around and it's mindless. Yeah. which is so wonderful. And it's such a great release, especially for feelings that come up. If you're sad, go to the gym, forget I'm happy as a lark walking out. I'm tired, but like I'm happy as a lark. So maybe that's just the trick is to let go and go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there are many different methods, let's say how you can be in the moment, but going to the gym was for me by far the easiest one because I was just forced into it. And I try to be in the moment, but I was living permanently in the future. And I think that was the mistake because you can live in the future because it's important to visualize yourself. That's what I do in the morning. I visualize my, myself in the future. But then I come back to the to the now and just live fully the now. And, and that brings me, I think, into a balance that is the right one for just game of attracting things but at the same time letting come whatever comes yeah not forcing it too much and just feeling like I'm open for what comes to my comes my way and I just I just take it from there 
Yes. And so grateful for that too. I can feel that from you. Like so grateful, like, oh, isn't that interesting that comes in? I didn't expect it to come in that way, but how beautiful this is better. This or something better. Right. I didn't expect that. Um, okay. Question. When you go in the morning and do your meditation and you put yourself in your future um, self's shoes, two questions, because I'm just curious, is it different each time or does it always have the same kind of thing? This is just a personal question because I'm like so interested because I do something called future self meditations mm -hmm. and, um, or is it different? And is it like next year, future self? Is it 10 years, 20 years? Like, I'm just curious. No, it's, I shifted to something that is more in the near future, like a year from now, or potentially it's maybe in reality only six, six months from now, I don't know. But, um, and it's uh, always the same, but it's not super detailed. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking into it in every single detail because that again would mean forcing myself. I'm rather keen on bringing up some images which are very similar, not always exactly the same, but very, very similar situations. And then I very quickly just try to feel it uh, and going much more into the emotional place than into the pure visual place or some, some kind of factual description of who I want to be, for example, or other techniques like describing your perfect day or these kind of things. It's very, very detailed if you do that. So I'm not into this anymore. I'm going into something that is more fluffy, always the same, but very, very, very much tied to the emotions that come with it. That's super important. Yeah, the feeling of how you want to feel when you get to this goal, how you want to feel the emotions that connect to it. That's really beautiful. That's a thing in human design too, um, but that's for another podcast. I don't know. Are you, do you know what human design is? Yes. Yeah. I heard about it. You know so, what profile you are? Just curious. What, sorry, Peter. What your profile is, what the name is for yours? No, no, okay. I didn't do I do, do many profiling things, but not that's that another podcast. No worries. I just, if you did, there's a certain, um, there's a certain part of human design that has arrows at the top. And if the arrows to the left, it means that in order for you to set goals, they need to be very specific. And if the arrows to the right, it's more of setting goals with feelings. Like, what is it going to feel like when I get there? And that definitely, you described exactly to a T what that is. I'm like, oh, she knows human design. So it's infinite divine wisdom yeah, that is all around us at all times. So that's awesome. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about how people can find you. I love this lesson you shared with us. And I know that you are an expert in communication. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit how people can find you and what you have to offer. So people can find me on my website, which is Ulrike Seminati, this very complicated name. <laughs> and my LinkedIn profile, obviously, on the same name. Um, and I also have a podcast that is called Empowering Female Leaders, where it's really about exactly what the title says, basically, to find out some inner motivators. Sometimes it's about career development, sometimes more about networking, some more tangible things. So it's a mix of different things. And um, yeah, but they can find me simply on my website. Click there, get in contact with me, and um, we can look into whatever you need in terms of communicating with impact, communicating with authenticity, because I know that women don't do that very often because we think we have to behave in a certain way to be successful. And in many areas, this is still true. But I also believe that staying true to yourself gives you so much more energy on the long run and is probably the only way to really succeed and to be happy at the same time in life. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, combining the communication together with this mental piece, this attitude that you have towards yourself and combine the being and the doing so that you achieve your results in a, well, in a very personal way. 
Yes. And you're living proof that you can do it. Yes, possible. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about people. That's why she's here. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate you being here. And thank, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.